Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Go for it, Shanks. Thank you. I'll just look pretty. So, Phil, thank you for taking time out and speaking to us about your experiences on the Lions. Have, have you met Flats before? Um, I think he sort of came later on in the bath team after me, and uh, I've watched him on TV, and he, yeah. was nice. he speaks very eloquently. Yeah. I don't know what he's like as a player. Don't Tom. feed him. Don't no, feed no, him. No, right? no, no, we we'll never like, get home. It's like going to the zoo. <laughs> um, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> but we're obviously here to talk about the Lions, and what's your, what's your first memory of the, of the of the British and Irish Lions? How old were you? You know, as a young boy, gents, I remember the radio in those days, obviously no TV, listening to my heroes from Llanelli playing for the Lions, people perhaps you won't remember, R.H. Williams regarded, Colin Meads says, one of the hardest men mm. he ever played against. So for Colin Meads to say that makes me very, mm. very proud. Centre D.K. Jones, Ken Jones, went on the 62 Lions tour, some listening on the radio there. But one memory always comes back to me. I went out with Wales to New Zealand, 68, 69, Barry John, Gareth Edwards, Gerald, and they thrashed us. Yeah. We were, the we were supposed to be the best team. And there was a gentleman on that tour called Ivor Jones who captained the Scarlets for about seven or eight seasons. Yeah. And we'd gone with the Lions tour early days, very, very early days. And the respect he had from the New Zealand public, I remember there, and I was saying, what makes him so special? He is one of the greatest wing forwards to have ever toured New Zealand from any other country in the world. And they still remembered him 40, 50 mm -hmm. years later. And I thought, God, that's what being a British Lions success means out in New Zealand or out in South Africa. So those are my early memories of just, you know, my heroes playing. Yeah. Uh, and then re really very quickly, when I joined the Scarlets as a young kid, 1718, captained in those days by Delmi Thomas. Yeah. One season, Norma Gale one season. I'm going on the pitch with Delmi Thomas, three times a British Lion, you know, played against the greats in the world. And he's such a great guy. And he's telling stories about the Lions. So I was sold on the Lions from a very early age and then lucky to play with some of the great players. I'm, I'm always interested to know how 
people find out? Because you know how they yeah. find out these days. There's a million different ways to I find know. out you're going yeah. on to. But how did you find out you were going on your first lines to? I take it you didn't get tweeted about no, it. I, no, no uh, tweets, no, no, <laughs> no phones. We didn't have a phone. Okay. I just I've been married about two years, living in a county, sorry, uh, a nice village, yeah. Main Street in the village, and the postman came every day, nine o'clock, spot on, one of the rugby boys, you know, so I knew it was having made, and somebody said, you're going to go on the tour. Nobody told me, but I had all these whispers, and everybody's going to have a letter like nine o'clock Monday yeah. morning. So yeah. up he turns nine o'clock Monday morning, you know, it gives me two letters. I think, yes, you know, I hope the first one, it's a gas bill. I thought, oh, it. <laughs> Second one's a telephone bill. I can't believe it. I'm not going on tour. I'm breaking my heart. And he yeah. walks away about 10, 15 yards, and he stopped and he came back. Oh, did and you? he said, this is what you wait there was, and I said, you bastard, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, but that was the, the amateur way we were done, yeah. and all the Welsh boys were phoning, have you had a letter, yeah, oh, you had them great, you know, but that's so amateur, well, sad in many ways, but yet great in many oh, ways, great. you know, you know, yeah. I think, so these, the way to, these boys now are like meeting up sort of three, three weeks prior to the yeah. tour, you know, how was it with, with you in 74? Well, you know, you got the letter to say you'd been chosen, and then you didn't hear a thing, and then suddenly came through, and I mean this, gents, um, we're off in three weeks' time. I thought, well, that's come quickly. You were now required to go up to the Cardiff Arms Park, it was called in those days, mm. to have a fitness test to make sure you're fit to go on this tour. Well, what a fitness test. <laughs> Two laps of the pitch, five <laughs> sit-ups, five presses. Yeah, get on your own. Right. <laughs> get on this honest You're fit to go, get on there. And I thought, Jesus, that's a hell of a fitness test. Yeah, your know? arms and legs basically work, you can you, go. You yeah. can go, like, you know, and then really, you know, you a letter from the International Rugby Union Board or the British Lions saying, report to this hotel in London at a such and such a time. And it was my job, I had to pick the lunatic up called Bobby Windsor, yeah. the hooker oh, yeah. from, oh, dear yeah. God. Don't be late, here's my address. <laughs> dear God, picked him up, going down all the way to London. He was thinking of all of the bad things he could do, asking me things like, What's this bloke, Willie John McBride? <laughs> I says, Bob, he's had five Lions tours. He's the greatest Lion ever. Well, I know all that shit, but does he like fighting and kicking and punching? Oh, I don't know, Bob. Being an Irish man, should we love a scrap? Oh, I can't wait to fight. Oh, I can't wait to fight. I was thinking, I got three and a half, four months of this living a day, yeah. like, you know, and, but that, that's how it was, you know, and gents meeting the boys in the hotel. Yeah. Some of them I played against, oh, Ireland, Scotland, England, etc., but didn't really get to know them. And I can honestly say, I think Willie John played a great part because we were kept a lot of the time indoors because he anti-apartheid demonstrators, mm. yeah. thousands of them outside the hotel. Yeah, of course. But he built a bond and a friendship up there. And Willie's code was, men, trust each other. And he said the big word for me, loyalty. So mm. that was incredible. So we flew out to South Africa four or five days later, really bonded as a team, which was incredible, really, because we mm. didn't have a lot of chance to get out there. Because you, you had you know, steel workers, bankers, solicitors, farmers, all different types of professions. Yeah, that's funny, that team. Well, that's funny, gents. You know, I got to—I say the word posh. It's easier. They all understand. Yeah, yeah. The lads from London in the city. You know what I mean? Bankers, solicitors, yeah. lawyers. They were coming. What did you say? Is he real about Bobby? He can't be. He, he's not mad as that. He's just, <laughs> yeah, he is mad. These people you, real. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't believe it. And, you yeah. know, Bobby and a couple of the boys. And they said. Hey, we got three and a half, four months for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sharing with them. I said, boys, you've got to share. You've got to mix it up. Like you know, never, seen, never seen anything played against him, like, you yeah. know. And he was wild, you know. And, uh, and it, but what was great, that everybody respected each other. Yeah. You know, if you were a steel worker, guy cleaning the streets, a miner, a steel a tin paper, doesn't matter. As long as you mixed in and had respect for each other, and that's what was a big thing. I tell you what Bobby Windsor sounds like. Andy Powell. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit, yeah. yeah. Wild man. Wild. But funny bones. Mm. You know, Do you know, yeah. he was the left and soul of the party. And, you know, Willie John loved him because he knew that, you know, he could trust on Bobby. If he'd mm. said, we're going to do all over the top tomorrow, he knew the first man behind him would be Bobby Benson. Yeah, yeah. Now, you talk about you being away for that long. It seems alien to blokes like us to be on tour for any more than really four weeks is mm. pretty, pretty punchy these days. It's generally a bit short. The Lions tours are a bit longer. But you had some long trips, didn't you? How did you... How did you kind of survive that long away from home? Well, I think the first trip, you're so excited. You're a British lion. You know, you've achieved, you've been lucky enough to play for Wales, schoolboys, Wales, youth, Wales, senior team. You've achieved everything. And then this final accolade comes your way. And you're so proud to go on that, that tour. Mm. I must admit, I have to say this, gents, I mean this since it may be the serious point I have to bring up. My wife was pregnant, we were married two or three years, we were expecting our first child. She went away uh, like that, and I'm thinking, hell. I'm going to wait for four months here, nearly, and Pat's going to go through the summer carrying our baby boy, mm. our baby. And when I came home, I, I really dropped a ghoulie. We met at Ethel Weppard, and by this time, she's out there. Yeah, I said, do you put on weight, love? I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I go down very well. You, you know think well of you. I, mean, you know, I didn't go down well at all. Like, and I thought, you know, we came home, and two things stand out in my mind. I came home exhausted to my village of Wellingwall, and she didn't say anything about what was going to happen. And about five o'clock, I said, oh, let's chill out, sit down. She said, I'm afraid to say, she said, I have about half past five, there's a knock coming on the door. I said, what do you mean a knock? The village and the town have arranged a homecoming party for you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I've been drinking beer for four months now. I think, oh, please, no. Half past five, Austin Cart outside. Must have been 5,000 people filling the streets to the village park and a home yeah. party there to, to the clubhouse in Villa One. I remember saying to Pat, about 10 o'clock, I love, I'm absolutely gone. One more, we've got to go. And this is the first time I'd seen my mother and father for a long time. Yeah. And I can remember about six o'clock in the morning, still there, the place <laughs> full <laughs> to the rafters. We'll have one more, that's she always calls me, we'll have one more. But that kind of, yeah, and again on a serious point, you know, coming home and to see Pat that way, and the Lions tour meant everything to me. We were the first side in the street to win the Test Series. Yeah. And then I have to be honest, gents, rugby life it can be great and life can be sadder many times. And, you know, about two months later uh, in Morrison Hospital, we had our first child, a little baby boy. I thought, God, this is the finest thing. Rugby doesn't matter. Yeah. Sadly, within two days, we lost our baby boy. He died mm. in us. And it puts everything into perspective. Mm. I didn't care about rugby. Yeah. Didn't care about the lions. I'd seen this little boy and I pictured that. Yeah. And I think it helped me to become a man, really. From years the man had been to South Africa, I thought he was the bee's knees. Mm. Now I'm human. I'm like everybody yeah. else. I'm grieving. Yeah. And that taught me a great lesson. But, you know, that's what it's all about. But the good thing about it then, on the happier side, I didn't want to know rugby for about six weeks. Yeah. Then the boys from Stradley, from Nettie Boys, came and said, hey, come on. Come down and have a game. Come training. Yeah. We're no training, steady back playing. And then that brought me back into life. And a year later, we have a, another birth of our first son. He's perfect and everything's great again. Yeah. But it shows you the ups and downs. Of one minute you think you're the king, yeah. being out to South Africa and done all this. The next minute you're down there. So, you know, great times and then sad times. But I, always, I always think we're biased because we're rugby people. But I always think that in these difficult times, I think rugby is actually one of the best support networks you can be a part of, isn't it? Well, if it wasn't for those boys from Stradi in those days, who came up the house and said, it can train in, just give it mm. a go. And I went down and I thought, I'm beginning to enjoy this again. And then he came back to me, playing a game, the first game. Bit of a good game, I think, that's great. Pat came down to watch. And all of a sudden, 
we kind of said, and do you know one thing that people don't realise? I remember the great Carwin James, mm. easily the greatest coach I've ever known, the man mm. manager. Comes on to me, I'm broke, I'm working in the steelworks. Pat's expecting the child now. He said, what are you doing in two weeks' time? I said, I don't know, not really. He said, well, I booked a holiday in Spain for you and Pat. I said, Carwin, I can't afford to go to Barry Island, you know, yeah. Spain. Yeah. He said, the club are paying for everything. Nice Amazing. hotel, get mm -hmm. out there. And I tell you, we both tried for two nights, yeah. and then we kind of said, life's got a one, and yeah. bang, we came back. But that's where rugby again, and, yeah. and, the, and I said to Carwin, and this is where I think he was such a great coach, Carwin, whatever you want from me in life, again, yeah. especially on the pitch, yeah. I will give it in bucket loads for you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think all the players respected he did. A lot of things yeah. like that, which people don't realise about, which made him not only a great coach, but a great man-manager as well. Yeah, and breeds bre bre loyalty, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. without um, a doubt. Just moving back to the, the South Africa tour, yeah. I'd be wrong of us not to ask about the, the 99 call yeah. that Willie yeah. John McBride yeah. brought in, and, and how, that, how did that come about? I, I think, to be honest, gents, that, you know, when we had our first team talk, Willie had said things like he got on the kind of platform stage there, we were all down there. Only one coach, Sid Miller, yeah. three times a prop forward. Nobody else, no doctors, no physicists, nobody else. We're all thinking, oh, we get stitches here. We got GPR, Ken Kennedy, just stitches up, oh God, you know. And, but Willie said things like, men, and I can't do his lint, I wish I could, just come back 71 beating the All Blacks in their own backyard. Oh, yeah. the boys are pumped up now. But men, I've never won a series out here in South Africa. We've been too nice gentlemen. These 22 stone prop forwards from the African country are coming and they've bullied us. They've really knuckled into us and sort of sorted us out. I'm going to say to you the next three and a half, four months, there's going to be lots of fighting, kicking and punching out this door. Or oh, Bobby's off his chair, he's sparring yeah. like mad. He he's with Walking me. The kit, um, man, he's, yes, yes. Take the chef out. Yes. The two guys from South Africa with a kit, he's hammered them, they're out there. First South Africans dead. And I think <laughs> that, that kind of attitude and, you know, what, what Willie had decided as well, you know, we had South African referees, no neutral referees at all. And it was hard at times because yeah. I'm not saying we cheated, but any 50-50 decision, we knew where it was going. Yeah. So Willie worked out as well. If we fight back you against me, a British Lion against one of their players, South African or a provincial player, there's only one guy going to be sent off. That's the British Lions player. But he said, boys, if we all, when I shout the words 99, we all pile in. Meaning I th he thought of it at the time, like all the forwards, you know, yeah, yeah. they can't send eight forwards off. But when he did shout 99, the lunatic JPR has to run from full back yeah, to fight. Yeah. Even Andy Irvine <laughs> on the wing, the lovely, yeah. smart looking boy used to come in and he'd be jabbing and sparring away, not hitting anybody, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> but there were some brutal battles there. But yeah. as Bobby said, if you have a front row like we did have, Mighty Mouse McLaughlin, yeah. Bobby Windsor, and the immense Fran Cotton, yeah. they would take no prisoners. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we got that respect up front, and if it turned nasty, bang, we knew that everybody was in together. So the ref was like, well, he, he didn't know where to turn. So yeah. there were some horrific battles out there. Yeah. Some brawls was probably, were not great for the game of rugby union football, but they had to be done, I think, yeah. to sort of make South Africa say, hey, these boys, they're not going to take any stick. Yeah. We've got to fight in our hands now. And I can remember winning the third test. We won a series. Yeah. The first side in history. And do you know what's, what was great about it, gents? And personal, many people know about this. We'd won a hell of a night. And then in the sort of local the dinner afterwards, the great Danny Craven, mm. he is Mr. South Africa, the greatest mm. man they say ever been. And do you know the one sad thing in that, that evening? He presented some South African players with their blazers. Mm. And he says, this gives me no pleasure or credit to give you the South African blazers. Do you really deserve it? 
Ah. Yeah. I really, these boys took it. And they're proud men. They've been given their best. They've done yeah. their best. They've given their all. There's stitches all over the place. They can, and, and you know, we had the greatest time ever. And by the time we came to the fourth test, I, I must admit, we had won the series. Yeah. And if we could win it, great. But so what? Let's give it our best shot and really try. Mm. And even then, Slats scores and scores in the last minute, puts the ball between his legs. We all jump, try to win the game. And the referee yeah. goes, no try, no ground. Yeah. And, and he's running off. I'm calling him all. The name's going swearing. Uh. And he said, man, I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. you know, and he's off and he's <laughs> yeah. gone. Oh, so 13 all. So, yeah, it, it was a special tour. I think one of the great tours because of the length of it, <coughs> led by an inspirational man in Willie John McBride. Yeah. And, and then you don't realise, do you know we play against England, Scotland, Ireland, etc. You play against players you respect, you think they're very good. Yeah. But when you're going to tour with them, you play with them. And we think, I'll throw one name to you, you'd remember Andy Ripley. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Magnificent. On the hard grounds yeah. of South Africa, he was the run ruin. Yeah. They couldn't get near the test. Yeah. The great late Mervyn Davis kept him out. Mm. So that's the quality of player you're playing with. Edwards yeah. at Scrum Half. Oh, incredible players. So to mix and join with them mm. was, was an absolute joy, really. And to come back, as I say, as the first side, mm. to have won the series was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think as a, as a former forward, I, I'm having a big Lions fan, like everyone else. When I think of great Lions forwards, I think about Jono. Yeah. And I think about Willie John yeah. McBride, and I've, I've only ever seen Willie John McBride talk on TV. Yeah. But he's absolutely mesmerising. He's a bit like Anthony Hopkins, actually. Just yeah. He's got a presence about him. But over the course of a four-month tour, you know, was was he absolutely the lead man, or was he mucking in with the boys too? Was oh. you know, I know you would celebrate. You'd probably drink a bit more in those days. Was he at the four, was no. he leading that too? I, I think Willie being on, as I said, there was his fifth tour, and I think he'd been a bit of a lunatic on the first tour. So yeah. You know, as far as that, and I think he now at the age of about 34. So he had to look after his body. And I mean, Willie'd be in bed sometimes, nine o'clock, mm. capped in his room, taking his rest and his body right for the next day. And he was the leader, never put a foot wrong, always supported the players, demanded respect back from them. And, and he had this order about him. I mean, he'd mm. come into a team meeting at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And he just didn't have to say a word, really. Just walk around and he'd say something. Are we going to die for that badge this afternoon? Oh, God, what are you going to die yeah. for? And he had this lovely little... Pulled trees up at oh, breakfast time. Oh, yeah. God, and he, he was brilliant, you know. He, he led from the front, didn't want any favours from anybody, just yeah. total respect. And I think, as I say, when we won that third test, job done. And I can remember him saying, just one quick story, first test kicked mm -hmm. him, but all over the place. I'd never seen conditions like it, because you're really expecting hard yeah. grounds out there. And he says, man have a look in their eyes as you're in the tunnel and he said you'll see some fear in their eyes because we've wrecked South Africa you know and yeah. I'm looking into these 22 stone forwards yeah. I just I hope that's fear <laughs> oh, no, oh, no brutality because I, I don't want to go there but it, it made you think you know what these forwards were going to go through yeah, for 80 yeah. minutes and luckily Edwards dropped a brilliant goal and we won but that's one man I think deserves yeah. to go down in, in Lions history mm. as one of the great forwards probably with Martin Johnson that's yeah. ever worn the jersey so yeah, I mean, he captained the, the tour in, in '74. Then you captained it in in '77. Did you? Is it the same format of finding out, or did you know a little bit before? Again, gents, you wouldn't believe it. I had a phone call from a former player and said, "Well, well done." In and I said, "What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you captain of the Lions?" She said, "Oh, great!" <laughs> said, who, who told you that? He said, "Why well, you're in London?" Somebody said, "It's <laughs> Oh, it's great! I said, "It's marvelous," you know. And then, and then somebody phoned me up from the IBA or Bruce Lions again. I said, yeah. "Well done, you've been captain." 
And can I say to you, gentlemen, and you probably won't believe me, it was the heart-changing moment in my life. Because in my mind, I had a little baby boy now, by this time was three. Yeah. I was at the time of my life then. Yeah. And I thought, do I need to go to New Zealand for three and a half, four months? And honestly, my heart was saying, don't go. Really? My head was saying, don't go. Really? Stay. So all of me, in a way, was it. And then Pat said, you're captain, you know. You'll never have honour like that in no. your life again. Can you imagine telling your son, Stephen, who was about two or three by this time, yeah. you know, that you turned down the Lions' captaincy? Oh, God. And I thought hard about it. After about two days, I said, yeah, I'll accept the captaincy. To this day, and I said to Pat, look, I want you to send a letter every day out with a photo of Stephen, oh, right, a different yeah. photo every day. So these would arrive in New Zealand two or three days later and they'd yeah. come out or whatever. And I said, look at these photos. And I thought, why have I asked for this in a way? Because he was changing every yeah. other day. And I was thinking, should I be at home? Is it my yeah. job to be looking after my son after losing one? And, and a lot of that went through my mind many times on that long tour. But, you know, when you look back, how the heck can you say no to being a British no. captain? And I had to go on, give it a crack, you know. I didn't yeah. play my best rugby on tour. No. I lost the series. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in life you give it a shot. And sometimes you come up, sometimes you come down, and uh, mm -hmm. you, that's the decision. You turned down the captaincy a couple of times, didn't you? For the Lions, Lions captaincy, yeah, I was really busy. You had a new, yeah, yeah. Had a new dog. Yeah, <laughs> got a new car. Wasn't I got it? a new barbecue. I couldn't yeah. bear to leave it. Yeah. 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 But in terms of like when you, when you meet up with a squad nowadays, you've seen a massive itinerary of like the kit or inventory of, the, of kit. Oh yeah, the squad get yeah. And what what did you guys get? Do you uh, get free boots? Do you get any perks that went with it? Laptops I, I, and carry bags. I, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I was, I was, I was in, in London recently watching Sam Warburton be made captain, yeah. and, and they had more gear there in yeah. two days. Yeah. There, we went out. We didn't have a tracksuit, no training kit. No togs, no boots. We had to go to Lily White's, I think, some shop in London. Yeah. Yeah. Measure us for blazers. That's Piccadilly Circus. Right. Yeah. Measure us for blazers there. Just flew out. That was That's it. That. So what you, what you train in then? Well, just we just took our own jerseys, okay. our own sort of shorts and socks. And I remember there was a great man from Ireland called Moss Keane as Magda yeah, yeah, yeah. And Moss came on this Lions tour to New Zealand, knowing the weather was going to be horrible, but we didn't know horrible. And he brought one training shirt with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, you know, he was soaking wet in training. He'd put it over a really swear yeah. like mad in Ireland, have a few cans. Jesus, yeah. and they expect us to train tomorrow. And he'd come out the next morning and he was still soaking wet. Put it on <laughs> and he didn't give a damn. But that's yeah. how hard it was. And I, I can remember the first game we played in a place called Warapa Bush. It was freezing cold, the coldest day I've ever played rugby union football in. The rain was lashing down and we played some great stuff. We were chuffed, came off the pitch and, you know, got in the dressing rooms, let's get in the showers. And I don't know whether it was a ploy or what, they were freezing cold. Oh, oh yeah, come so on, they, lads. They yeah. put blankets around us. It's good for you, that is. No, I spoke in here. Get a bit of heat in first, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that, that was it. And you sort of, they were great characters. We had a magnificent pack of forwards, no forwards coach. Really? John Dawes. The general coach. Yeah. Yeah. And then after a while, somebody said, Well, Cobbs, Terry Cobner, the outstanding Ponty Pool back row forward, yeah. who was a pack leader for Wales, you, you better start taking the forwards. Oh, cheers, that's great. I'm fighting against Tony Neary to get yeah. the number seven jersey. And Tony Neary, believe me, was a great player. Yeah. So they had to fight, and Cobb took the forwards. And really, we had a dominant pack behind the scrum. Do you know, Tom, you played in the centre. You know, I'll take a lot of the blame, maybe going to cross for whatever. But we missed one man on that trip, Ray Gravel. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. Ray Gravel brought was down the middle of the field, 
like Jamie Roberts does yeah, today, yeah. bring the play. Yeah. So they were just shuffling across because we had two great centres, Ian McGeechan, yeah. but he was a runner, yeah. Stevie Fennick or Dave Burchin, they were runners. So I think, and I begged Graf to come on that trip because he was a to go on there, but he was going through a bit of a rough period. Uh, and with Ray, if he had a bad shoulder, it meant, <laughs> you know, that was, was it, it, you know, yeah. in yeah. his mind, you know. And he said, I'm not coming. And I think people don't realise we missed a centre just to go whew, right power. down there. You know, with the great Michael Gibson, Oh, yeah. Yeah. to do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that one man, and you've played enough there, Tom, to say, well, who's going to go straight down there? Who's going to get us over the game line? The game line. Yeah. Who's going to pull these outside backs in a bit, you know? And, uh, you know, I can remember the last test, and we had a chat amongst ourselves, and we said, right, we were down 2-1. And it was one interception on the first test. We had three or four men, and I can't quite remember. I, I wouldn't say, if I did remember. Bang, out, three of us, nobody in front of us, one man to beat. Underneath the post, and I think we won the series. Grant Batty, the little ginger yeah, yeah, famous yeah. in the 73 yeah. game where Tommy taps him on the end and he yeah. goes mad. He just takes a punt and comes in, bang, intercepts the ball. I go, God. And he's underneath the post. Lose Killer. the game. Win the second, lose the third. And in the fourth test, I remember saying, right, we've been running the ball everywhere now, playing lovely stuff. Let's kick the ball all afternoon. Let's let the forwards dominate and we just boot it down all game. And about two minutes to go, we win it. So I'm thinking, two all, it's not bad coming home after all. Yeah, yeah. And I get the ball, Jensen, to this day, I swear, as God's my maker, I don't know, I always wanted to run from there because I was a lunatic, you know, I'd mm. run from anywhere. But I remember saying, no, come on, think. And I slammed the ball about 16 metres downfield. Now, I don't know if I was inside my 22 or outside. After this day, I can't remember. One of their guys got it and he looked around, didn't know what to do, and just thumped it back in the air anywhere. And it came in our 22, and one of the boys, Dropped the ball, Jesus. Mm. They kicked it on, they died over, scored the try. Uh. The worst moment of my rugby life. Really? really? Worst moment of my rugby life to realise after all that effort, giving it the best shot, the forwards magnificent, yeah. and we were going home 3 1. Sounded like a hammering. Yeah. Could quite easily been 2 all, or even gone our way. But that's the reality of rugby, that's where you have to yeah. take your chances. And at that level, we've all played, you don't get a second chance. Do you, have you, do you find that as a retired player, you remember those those moments almost more clearly than the big victories. You remember those horror moments. Oh, without a doubt, you know. I, I can look back on the seventy-four to one. I think, yeah, remember that through the test. No, GG got to just, what happened there. And you know, because you got you have so many victories on on those occasions. Playing for Wales so many times, we were victorious. Mm. That, but when you have those bad moments where you think, oh God, yeah, you know. You're looking for these boys now to go home with their heads held up high to go home with their families and yeah. say, We've drawn the series. But here you are, one sort of drop kick ahead. And we, you know, I can remember one of the New Zealanders diving over and they went berserk. And I remember looking at their faces, they couldn't believe it. They weren't mm. in the game and yet they yeah. won the game. And you know, I think the crowd went absolutely berserk because a lot of things had happened, you know. The Lions had beaten them in 71, yeah. in their own backyard. Then I think people don't realise the effect, Jets. There was mm. a prop forward who came in 72 called Keith Murdoch. Mm. Believe me, he was some tough cookie. Mm. And of course, he gets sent home, fighting in Cardiff after the game with a security guard. Yeah. And I think a lot of the all black players this day have never forgiven the New Zealand management for sending one of mm. their own home. Yeah. And apparently, when they come to Cardiff now on a trip, they go into that same oh, really? hotel. They all get together, have a pint, 
they toast Keith Miller. Really? That's a, the All Blacks, yeah. that's what I So those kind of things come back in my memory, and it was much tougher playing in 77 than it was in 69 with Wales, for instance, because Wales and New Zealand had this great rapport, but all of a sudden, losing in 71, Murdoch sent home, they'd gone out to South Africa to win a test series, came back, yeah. beaten out in South Africa. So they were desperate for victory. And some of the things that went on on the tour, you know, remain with me, they'd be private in my mind for a long time, but saddened me a little bit as well, off the field and on the field. Mm. But at the end of the day, when you go on the British Lions tour, it doesn't matter, you know, what you do in midweek, yeah. you come home and you say, we won the Test Series. Yeah. We didn't win that all. Can, yeah. I, um, can I ask you, like, nowadays, obviously, rugby is fairly professional, you know, with, with training, with diet. What was it like on tour? You know, what sort of food oh. did you eat? You know, how often were you training? To give you an idea, Jets, you know, it, it was almost incredible that sort of after about four or five weeks, uh, you know, big captain was hard enough, much, much right. Then the boys would come on and say, Phil, this can't go on. I said, what do you want? We're having dinner. Look at the menu tonight again. Soup, chicken, <laughs> custard again. Oh, we've got, we got off a la carte, for God's sake. We park, we, we park in every ground out. <laughs> so we, we go on. He's uh, well sent to the la carte. I go to the management. You're like custard, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they say, uh, well, we put it to the New Zealand Rugby Union <laughs> and they put it there. So they meet for a fortnight to decide whether we can have more choice uh, uh, yeah. at the food, you know, on the menu in the evening. So little small things like that. Being in Wellington, they call it the Windy City. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a guts full now. We want to get out to this place. And all of a sudden, we've all got our gear ready to go from the hotel. All right, boys, just relax. Airport's shut down for a few hours. The winds are too strong. And those kind of things, yeah, they, 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 can they knock you back a bit, you know? Yeah. Nigel Orton, the second row, was going to be vital in our cause. Big England, second row. Damages his thumb, sent home, not sent home, wants to go home. Yeah. You know, and the doctor said, well, we keep him with you three, four weeks, and he's right, but no. And there's those small little things, you know, kit soaking wet, drying it on radiators, you know, yeah. putting it on the next day. And, and, you know, I always think that, it doesn't matter how professional you are, and I hope these boys get all the professionality they can get. It's what you do for 80 minutes on the pitch. Yeah, but leading up to it, you know, can be vitally important. I take no, you know, I don't make any excuses about wet kit and everything. We're on there for 80 minutes. It's men against men. And, you know, we proved by beating them in the second test that they're beatable. But we didn't, you know, clinch the series. And at the end of the day, you'll always be judged. On your, on your test matches. Yeah, and you, you, when you're skippering that too, you talk about getting approached by the lads saying the menu's not good enough right. or we need more kit or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but did you take certain learnings as a captain from Willie John McBride, maybe the, maybe the greatest captain ever, Jono maybe, yeah. but did you take learnings from him or was it all about doing it your own style? I think, you know, Willie was a different animal to me. This was his fifth tour when, when mm. I was in 74. This mm. is only my second. And, and I'm really learning a bit about tour. You think you've known it all, but being there in South Africa three or four months. But you go to a different country, different attitudes, you know. And really, you know, being captain, for me, one of the greatest things was having a private room to myself at times. Because when you're with the lads, like you forwards, and you're snoring your head off and coming in drunk all over, you know, yeah. I was having peace and quiet. But at the same time, could be a very lonely place. Yeah. You can only just say, hey, look, I'm a bit cheesed off tonight. Do you, do you, do you fancy going down for that? Whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I found that quite hard. So maybe within myself, I learned a lot of lessons that you have to deal with men. If you're captain and skipper, you know, small things, for instance, you know. And I can remember being on tour. This is completely perhaps away from it. And we've got two, two weeks to go. And the management came on and meet Dodd Burrell, a great guy, his manager, and said, mm. oh, by the way, lads, 
but before he came on to me, he said, it's the Queen's Jubilee when we get back. So in a fortnight's time when we arrive back in so early August, in September, we're gonna play against the Barbarians. I took it and oh, I said, that's great. I said, and have you seen the side they picked? And I looked at the side, J.P.R. Williams, Gerald Davis, Gareth Edwards. Yeah. The, the French front row and the French back row of Reeves, Skrella yeah. and Bastien. I said, yeah. oh, fair play to them. They've really given it to the British boys. I said, so yeah. I said, okay, we, we play them. So I said, what's the arrangement? And this is how typical it was in rugby. Well, you'll be flying, sorry, you boys from Ireland, right? you'll be coming up from, we're meeting in Richmond on the Thursday and we'll train, and then your wives can fly or come by car on Friday. But I'm saying, Dad, we haven't seen them for months. For God's yeah. sake, why can't they travel with us? Yeah. You know, or the, the IRB won't allow it. Uh, the inter I said, well, I'm telling you no, the boys are well chat. They're not gonna play the game. But it's for the Queen. We don't care who it's for. We're not playing unless the wives travel with us. And there's one small point which adds to you're on tour and you think yeah. you don't need this. And for one simple thing, why can't your wife travel with you? Yeah. Come with you. Mm. And you know, we went out that day, the wives came with us, sorry, and I'm diverting a little bit from the tour. But we were determined because Gareth was there and he was, you know, it was great, you know. They I think took it a little bit, not lately, but with the barbars and you know, yeah. we were, and we said we're gonna beat these so so and we beat them quite convincingly in Twickenham. And that was a little bit of a boost in a way. It doesn't yeah. go back to say we lost you know, that makes up for losing the series. But yeah. I think they kinda said, Hey, these boys aren't bad. And yeah. of course we played with them and uh, so that that's those small things which you, you know request that we have to play those games and, and they all add up in your mind and everything but at the end of the day you have to run a game i captain the scarlets for six seasons yeah. they did my way yeah. you know this is the way we're going to play it you know i remember saying against london welsh who were a great side playing mm. on the boxing day boys we're going to take these on and run in at them and yeah. somebody said oh i think we should take them on up front because they've got great backs hey Let's, let's give it a go. 15 yeah. against 15, and made the best side win. And and that was the way I approached the kind of the certain games. Yeah. Now you go up to Ponty on a Wednesday night, Ponty breathe, and you say, boys, every yeah. man for themselves. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? don't, don't give me no ball, <laughs> and this is good ball, right? Yeah. And that's how you you treated different games, different places. You know, yeah. that's sort yeah. of how fit would you say the Lions team were in compared to compared to like the New Zealand team? Because you were you were a pretty fit bloke, weren't you? You, know, yeah. you took to condition yeah. and there's. Yes. Did you beat Alan Pascoe in, uh, in I, a hurdles I, race? I, I, did, right? I, I did superstars a few times, and I did oh, quite yeah. well on the sprints, you know. Yeah. I, but, you know, isn't it amazing in life? I come from volleyball down the road here. We did some 60-meter indoor sprint competition in superstars, and they used blocks. I'd never used blocks in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the guy had gone 10 yards. I didn't Yeah, but I think we were as fit as your blacks yeah. because we'd become a nation. I think since 71, that yeah. sort of spurred us on. And when the Barbarians beat the All Blacks in 73, it was another kick in the teeth for them because, in a way, we were saying nine of those were British Lions. Yeah. So I think we were very very fit mm. as fit as the new zealanders because when you look at the new zealanders i remember you, you appreciate this playing as a young boy against the likes of colin meads wilson winnery and all mm. these great legends mm. and i'm not being rude i looked before the game walking in his shorts just crossing it, it was mm. a prop called ken gray yeah still regarded as one of the great props ever in new zealand history mm. and he was like that he wasn't huge yeah he was willing he was a farmer and talking the, the Welsh props after, strongest prop they'd ever yep. faced. Yeah. So that, I don't think they were sort of fit there. They worked on the farms, and actually we worked mm. in mines in different ways. But in 77, Tom, 
Weavers fitness then. Yes, yes, I think they adapted to conditions, they played better rugby and that's what got in the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the try in 73. Yeah. Now, firstly, how many times have you seen it, do you reckon? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Thousands of times. Yeah. I expect you probably arrived today thinking, I hope they don't ask me about that, because I've been asked about that every day for the last 30 years. But actually, did it? Did that try change your life at all? Because it's the sort of thing now that, as things spread so quickly now with social media and digital media, that will change someone's life and that the whole world will see that instantly. But did that change your life? Mm. Presumably, you practice it in training as well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call, good call. <laughs> you, know, uh, uh, you know, Hurricane it, boys, it, here we it, go. It, you know, we didn't train that well for that game, and but the Lions had the nucleus of the side there. Yeah. And I remember Carwin saying to me, "This is how amateur we were. Mm. He wasn't allowed to coach the Barbarians officially." You could stand on the touchline at Penarth on the Friday yeah. and just shout the few things. You used to, you used to train there, didn't incredible. you? Incredible. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then we come to the game, and he says just before the game, Phil, and he used to speak Welsh to me because I didn't but he said, "Go out, just express yourself." And I, the added advantage because we played against them in '72, which was the greatest game of my life, which was I it? ever played. Went to Netley, my beloved town, so yeah. beat the All Blacks nine three. And you know the, the pubs were drunk dry by eight o'clock. There wasn't a pint left in Trinity. Yeah. That's how mad they went. But there was a number seven playing that day. His name was Alice Scone, and he came at me like a bullet all game. And I said, "Well, look at that." And he says, "Die fast." Yeah. I said, "Thank you, silly." So and so, well, you know, yeah. take it easy a bit. You know, next thing he'd be at you again, bang bang. So when we come to the seventy-three game, we ran on and everything there. The kick comes down here, and if that had been Wales, I must be honest. With you, my first thought would have been, "Can I clear it?" Sort of towards the half yeah. line. But I came, looked at it for a second. And the first thing I see, number seven, Alistair Scone, coming at me 100 miles an hour. So I thought, yeah. you silly, bang, Massive and he's passed me. Yeah. But I didn't realise there was three or blacks coming <laughs> behind him, you know what I mean? So JPR takes all the credit. I throw a long pass out to JPR. He takes a high tackle from Brian Williams. Yeah. Yeah, and John yeah. says, oh, Brave, he wants to take that tackle, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then. An Englishman got involved, what the heck he was doing there, I don't know. John Pullin, who'd never passed the ball in his life, yeah. he got the ball and went, oh, thank you very much, yeah. he got there. Get rid of that. And, and then Edward scores the try, gets me the sir. Yeah. I gotta fight this in two knees for my party. <laughs> <I'm trying>, right? <laughs> what were you going to show for? Sure, But what was great? We went to Canada next year with Wales, and the, Canada was rugby was small in those days out there. And the the boys, the, the players themselves, would take us back to a pub maybe after a game, our food for us and they put that film on of the All Blacks playing yeah. against the Barbas and they said, this inspires us. And you know the greatest thing I can say now, perhaps, yeah, it, it was a great try and, and a great moment and I hope everybody enjoyed it. But when I go to a function, which gives me the greatest pleasure, a young lad, lad well-spoken, polite, will come on to me and say, can I shake your hand before doing that? And I say, yes. And my father and I watched that just before we came oh, out of the house. Brilliant. And I think, well, God, if I've done something right in yeah, life, I've yeah. inspired somebody maybe to try something and have a crack at playing rugby. Yeah, one of the great occasions in life and uh, just part of a special. And I think, you know, gents, we mustn't forget the part Cliff Morgan played in his commentary. Oh, yeah. Mm. Excited yeah. all the crowd. And what made it special, I knew it was a special day because the crowd would have been mixed, there would have been Englishmen over there. But it was like being playing in front of Wales. They were yeah. absolutely berserk. And I knew 
there was going to be a, a, you know, a great occasion and a great win. And here we are in the Cornell Lounge and the part yeah. he played and all that stuff. Remember it, yeah. And it was funny, Gerald Davis dropped out in the morning in that game. And Merlin Davis dropped out. I think they both had colds or something like that. Hangover. And they were sitting in this yeah. stand and they were saying, oh, oh no. I think we missed something. Missed part of life changer And that was it. And uh, it was great. And I think the barbers actually allowed us to keep the jerseys. I mean, when you played for them, I, mean, I played 22 times against the Barbas. When you played against East Midlands or Penn Arthur, you used to rip your jerseys, you came through the yeah, door, yeah. you know, that goes back in. They were giving us the jerseys, I get caught. You got yeah. number 10 of the Barbas. So, you know, that was a new as well. So, yeah, it was, it was a great match. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, fantastic. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think, Phil, of, uh, of the Lions' chances now in New Zealand? Do you know, I've got this feeling that they, they can have a very, very good chance. Mm. I think they've got a huge nucleus of very good forwards. I mean, when they can leave they Joe Lawrence out of the second row, yeah, they good. must be strong because mm. he was magnificent in, in, in the Six Nations. Mm. I think, you know, if we can stay clear of injuries, then Warren Gatlin plays his plan because I think sometimes we get caught up, you know, in the New Zealand, well, this is the way they play it, we've got to try and play it. And what gives me a little bit of hope, Wales went out there on tour for yeah. 40, 50 minutes in the first two tests, we matched them, yeah. and then they went up a gear, and, and they played magnificently well. Third test, they wiped us out. So I'm just praying. I think the first test is vital. Mm. If we lose the first test, I think it could be a hard talk because the midweek sides will let target, target us anymore. Yeah. Let us win that first test. Mm. And I got this feeling that Gatland, who's a canny man, has picked the side. You know, and I don't know what test side he'll pick, but I believe me, I think he'll have a pack of forwards. He will. Which yeah, will be yeah. a great need. You know, yeah. Yeah. They, they picked 41 players. Yeah. How many were picked in, in your era? Always well, 30, Tom. Okay. 
was yeah. it? Always 30. Wow. But the, the great thing, which I think is important, and maybe Sir Clive has got a different view on this, he said, this is the test team and, and 10 others. We're off, see you boys there. Yeah. The tours we went on, the midweek team were as important, if not more important, than the test team. Because if they kept on winning, they kept on pushing us. Yeah. Because you knew we couldn't relax because you were after my position. Yeah. And we went in after the game and give them a hug and bang, we've won again, we're on the road again. So I just hope Warren can say, I think he, he was, I had a brief chat in Mary recently, and he said out in Australia, they played so many easy games in the midweek. Yeah. The boys weren't tested. Yeah. They didn't feel like real lions. Some of them doesn't bind you together, does it? No. Mm. So I think these hard games, they think, oh look, we're up against the Crusaders, the Hurricanes. Mm. Whew, you boys are going to win for us today because if we're going to go in the Test match on Saturday, losing this game, mm. we're going to be on a bit. Of a, so I think it's great that they've got these hard games, and I think he, he being what he is, will bind them together. And as I say, I've just got this feeling when I look at Vina Paul, uh, Falatau, mm. all these great, those two fighting. Who's been oh, playing yeah. them right? Yeah. You know, incredible. That was an incredible player. Yeah. And nobody sort of is picking him for the side. And if they take their eye off him, Ross Moriarty will the, be in there, yeah. whacking people. You know, exactly. so CJ Stander. CJ Stander, a fantastic so place many. to step in there. So mm. every fight in yeah. those spots, I'll tell you what, you know, training's going to be tasty. Yeah. There'll be guys out to prove a point out there. And, and I think when we go right back to 74, just to, just to start the talk, Sid Miller demanded that scrummaging was going to be the one thing the forwards concentrated on. Yeah. So they didn't do any any mauling, rucking, beautiful scrum, scrum dream tour. Scrum. Love that, don't you? Yeah. Dream tour. Oh, yeah. it's dribbling and custard for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> and custard dinner. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we spoke to Warren Gatlin recently, and he he mentioned durability being a key aspect for these tours. So, okay, the tour is nothing like as long as yours, but for these players, this is an intense period of games oh. at the end of a long season. Now, he was saying you 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 need durability because we want guys to be fit for all the games, but we need guys to play test matches and play midweek, mm. get themselves up, get out of bed and train for the other lads. So we need them to push themselves. So I, you get the feeling that he doesn't think it's going to be two separate squads, oh, it's going to be one big team. I'm actually thrilled with that because mm. there's nothing worse than if you, you're not in that test team and you feel out of it, yeah. then you don't want to be part of the tour. Yeah, you want to go get, what, am I, yeah. exactly, what am I doing here? Now, if you make those boys feel important and say, hey, boys, you're playing the Orange Free State today, you've got to beat them. You know, mm. keep it going for us. And they're up for it, they come off the field and they're exhausted, but they think, hey, all right, go, great. And I, say, I used to say to some guys, hey, you, you may be pushed for this, you don't mm. know. But, and that lifts them, you know, it keeps the whole team mm. bonded together. And I'm just chuffed that Gatlin's going to do that, not, as I say, say just maybe 10, 12 blocks. Well, you go one side, there, we've got our yeah. 15. Thanks for coming, sort of thing. It was yeah. like in 2005, you know, like Clive had two buses and he'd be like, right, on bus one, um, Johnny Wilkinson, Paul O'Connell, Lance Lalio, and you're waiting for your name. And he's like, bus two, Tom Shanklin. Shanklin. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even on bus two. <laughs> Kit Van. Yeah. Shocking, it's yeah. Shanklin. Timmy, yeah. Tom, thank you. <laughs> Are you going down there, going to New Zealand? I, I'm not going, no. I, I think, you know, enough. With, with, <laughs> with sort of, uh, I've got family commitments, grandchildren, which is brilliant. We, we've booked holidays, etc. And then I'm thinking, do I want to be in Wellington with 25,000 British supporters? Well, magnificent <laughs> yeah. to spend all that money to go down there. But there's no escape. There's no, you know, no. this could be rugby for mm. long. So You can watch it on your TV, I, yeah, with your family. I, I think yeah. I'll, I'll sample the delights of the go, of course. A couple <laughs> yeah, of glasses yeah. of wine and watch it there. Yeah. Well, those, you know, those, those tours you went on, and the, the bonds you made and the friends you made sort of embodied you know, the, these tours today and sort of yeah. set a precedent really for, yeah. for, for what's to come. So, I mean, thank you so much for, yeah, for taking you. time out and speaking to us and, and sharing your experiences with us because it's, it's been so interesting listening to you.
And as soon as the cameras are off, we can talk about the nights out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Real pleasure. Thank you. Real pleasure, lads. Yeah, great to share some Top stories. Thank, Thank you. you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.